And good morning. This is Magellan. Thanks so much for being a part of our broadcast today. This is the Magellan Show. And can you believe it? It's already the eighth day of September 2015. Hope you're having a great Tuesday, wherever you may be. You might be listening to this program live, and some of you might be listening to it on demand. Either way, we're glad that you're here, and we welcome you. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Real Magellan for all the latest news and information, all the things that are going on in our world. It is a great way to stay connected uh, to us and to, to what we're doing and, and our reporting. So we do appreciate that. Remember, you can, you can email us. If you want to reach out to us and say hello if you have a you know, prayer request or a comment, uh, a question, whatever it, it might be, uh, we're here for you. So so do stay in touch with us if you would. And uh, we thank you for that. Our website, www.MagellanShow.com. We want to thank not only all of you for listening on a regular basis and to the faithful ones of you that have been listening for so very long, but we also want to uh, to thank iqdcalls.com for hosting our programs. They do so on a regular basis, and uh, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, they they have a Magellan page over there where you can listen in and catch all the archives of past programs that date back to our to our very first show. So, uh, so don't miss that, and uh, always. Consider that as a resource available to you, if you would. So just wanted to make you aware of that. And what else? Well, we've got a lot of news to cover today, and we're going to get into that as well. And uh, also, we'd like to do a giveaway as well, maybe a couple of them, as we've been talking about. Hopefully, our switchboard will be working properly today in order for us to, to do just that. So uh, stay, stay with us. Our number, our live number is 646-929-0709. 646-929-0709. Our playback number is area code 712-775-7039, the access code. It's 327-756-POUND. Don't forget, you can find us on iTunes as well. And so stay with us. Stay connected with us. And we're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's a lot of things that we could talk about today. And, and honestly, I sometimes ask myself the question, where do we begin? Uh, there is so much news to cover uh, not just uh, out of the Middle East, but all over the world. Uh, what is happening in Europe, the migrant crisis over there, is bigger than what a lot of people even realize. It is it is huge situation. And I know that sometimes it's easy for us to, to disconnect from those kinds of, of stories that we hear and, and even on occasions from time to time, 
uh, find myself wanting to just kind of zone out and pretend that these things don't exist. But they are real, and we have to look at the at the underlying nature of things and, and, and the cause. Why are these things happening? And to go a little bit deeper. And I'll be honest, as I have been covering the news these past few days, looking over stories in preparation for this program, I have really found myself uh, experiencing a lot of frustration because of what I am seeing happening to our world, how how I am seeing right before my very eyes uh, uh, this concerted effort, this 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 push, this agenda to basically just take a wrecking ball to Western ideas, to uh, to Christianity, uh, to 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 Western uh, civilization and to replace it with a, uh, with a push towards a new world order. And we have heard about the new world order. We've talked about it for years and years and years. But it's upon us. And it is, it is accelerating faster than what I had even thought. And we have to we have to be very careful because if we're not, we will allow our emotions to dictate good sense and good judgment. I want to say that again. If we're not careful, we will allow our emotions to dictate good common sense and and good judgment. And I will I will elaborate on that more as uh, as we uh, progress through this broadcast. But but definitely uh, some things that that we need to uh, to be aware of uh, because every day every day we're we're seeing the news uh, break with 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 stories that uh, are are jaw dropping. Uh, Friday Friday the uh, the Pope came out and did a special program in, in anticipation of his of his US tour and his tour to Cuba as well. And it was what can I say about that? Many of you probably watched that that program on Friday night. And none of us were really expecting or we didn't really know what he was going to talk about. It aired actually twice on ABC, and here we have uh, a, a network that, Christian network, uh, it's not a Catholic network to my knowledge, but they aired it. It was prime time. It was, it was on at, uh, well, a couple of times, Friday afternoon and Friday evening on ABC. And you had, what you had were three different locations three different locations in the United States, the Pope and and the uh, and the ABC journalists were at the Vatican, and they were broadcasting through a video transmission, something probably like Skype, but uh, probably a lot more advanced than that. And so, so they were broadcasting from the Vatican, and there were three locations 
there was Chicago, uh, McAllen, Texas, and Los Angeles, California. And most of the uh, of the participants or those that were in attendance were young people. There were a few uh, older folks as well, but they were primarily young people. And you know, were there some moving stories? Of course. When you watch programs like that, it's always going to affect the human emotion experience. It's just the way it works, and that's the way they they, they know it. They know it works that way. But there was an obvious push for uh, illegal immigration, and and, and a in an effort to legitimize the the action and, and the activities of of illegal immigration, not only to legitimize it, but to take it one step further, to almost demonize those who would oppose it. That was the agenda, as I interpreted it, from. Friday night's broadcast because what you had were testimonies from various uh, young people who were the children of immigrants. Some were born here in the States. Some were not. And the stories were very moving. And my heart went out to those children who had had some difficult experiences and challenges crossing the border, and they told their stories. And the Pope was there, and, and, and you know, via, via um, video conference, uh, very consoling and, and very nurturing. It was, uh, he kind of had his uh, sort of like grandpa kind of uh, image going on. Uh, that's kind of the way I would surmise it. And it was almost like, the message was this. If you dare to oppose this this immigration, whether those who haven't come yet or those who are already here, then you are just like Ebenezer Scrooge. How dare you? I mean, that's the attitude. That's the attitude. And that was the message. And because I was trying to figure out, okay, why is he, why is he doing this? And, uh, during the program, and for those of you that watched the program, uh, you probably remember this, the last part of it. They're actually interviewing uh, someone at the very end of the program, uh, and they're wanting to get just this random person's thoughts on on uh, the Pope's visit to the United States. This basically said, you know, he's coming uh, when he gets to the United States. In other words. The gloves are coming off, and he's really going to be pushing his agenda. Now, many people are just elated and delighted that he's coming. And I thought that Pope John Paul II was a popular pope, but I tell you what, nothing like this one. And he is giving them everything that they want, at least those that... uh, make up a uh, a nice potential voting block. Uh, but, uh, oh, it, it's, uh, it, it's 
just it, it blows me away. Uh, two articles uh, pertaining to the Pope's agenda. For one thing, he is saying now that uh, for a limited time only, you can be forgiven of your of your sins of abortion. So if you have had an abortion, you can be forgiven of it for a limited time, for the next maybe year during Jubilee, and that any priest can do that. So you don't have to go to a bishop. You can go to your local priest and take care of that um, that process. Of course, I guess bypassing the scripture that says that if we confess our sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is faithful and just, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and our righteousness. Uh, but, uh, but of course, the Pope is saying, well, just don't pay any attention to that one. Uh, you can just you can just take advantage of the offer that I have on the table. Also, also he is uh, just a brand new one here. Catholics remarry. Pope Francis simplifies marriage annulments. So regardless of how you feel about uh, marriage and remarriage, Pope Francis has said, well, I'm going to tell you what you can do. Pope Francis has made it easier for Catholics and their marriages, making the most substantial changes to annulment procedures in centuries. And these are decisions that, that have been in effect for, for centuries within the Catholic Church. But he's changing everything so that the Catholic Church can blend together uh, and be the, the the leader in this new global religion. He said that the reforms are aimed at providing a just simplicity for the heart of the faithful. An annulment formerly known as a decree of nullity is a ruling that a marriage was not valid according to church law because certain circumstances, such as free will, psychological maturity, and openness to having children were lacking. The annulment process has often been criticized for being cumbersome, lengthy, outdated, and expensive. Many say the rules discourage even those the legitimate grounds from trying to get annulments. Pontus aimed to put an end to those complaints on Tuesday, stating that the impulse for reform is fed up by the enormous numbers of the faithful who are too often alienated from the, uh, uh, the traditional structures of the church. So they're doing a fast-track program and uh, to be judged by the local bishop who can grant annulment in less than two months. This option will be available in cases where both parties agree to an annulment and where evidence for marriage uh, dissolution is especially strong. So he is just really doing all kinds of things to, uh, to, to, to kind of bring more of an inclusiveness, uh, which is really the whole idea of if you're going to have a, a global religion, then you can't have anything that uh, that that would uh, kind of slow down that process. Now the issue, of course, is uh, just the audacity of, the, of of that kind of authority uh, that he's taking. But he's taking it. But it's not just so much on on religious issues, but we're seeing this on political ones. The, the Pope has said. Uh, in terms of this migrant crisis, and it, it is a big one, 800,000 migrants from Syria have come into 
Germany alone. 800,000. Now, guys, for those of you who are just joining us, this is the Magellan Show, uh, 646-929-0709. Uh, stay with us uh, and uh, and participate in our giveaway here in just a little bit. But going back to this, 800,000 in Germany alone. That is a serious amount of people. Now, we all want to help the needy. I'm sure Germany has a lot of needy people. Every country has needy people. But the serious problem that I see with this is this. You've already got people and leaders in Germany that are telling young people, especially young girls, be careful how you dress because you would not want to offend the new migrants or you certainly would not want to, you know, put yourself at risk, you know, if you were not dressed appropriately. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for uh, for modest uh, dress and attire, but I don't think that uh, that you have to go around wearing these burkas and, and these robes either. And certainly not to appease migrants who have a, a religion other than yours. They should be accommodative to your, to your ideas and to your culture, not the other way around. I guarantee you their country is not going to be, if you were there, you know, they're not going to accommodate to you at all. And, that, and that's one of the problems that, that, that you know, Europe has, has, has lost their, Western Europe especially has lost, I mean, they've lost their minds. They have absolutely lost their minds in Europe. And it's not just Germany. They're, they're, they're saying, hey, bring them on. And they're not even getting, they're not even getting checked for anything. No, no paperwork, no proof, no nothing. Now, if you were to fly to Europe today and you were to fly into Frankfurt or Munich or Dusseldorf or anywhere else in Germany, they're going to ask for your passport. They're going to pat you down, make sure that you're not a terrorist or something. But, but they are having migrants by the hundreds of thousands. They're saying, hey, bring on more. There are some towns in Germany, small towns that maybe only have 1,000 people, that are uh, now getting maybe two or 3,000 migrants. And the German government is saying, hey, we want you to house these people, not just the German government, but the Papa as well. Pope Francis is saying, hey, I want all of you, especially you Catholics that are growing in number, to house these people. Now, here's the problem with this. Am I against helping people and helping those that are less fortunate? Not at all. I'm all for I'm all for humanitarian work. I think it's it's a, it's a great thing. You know, as Jesus said, do it unto the least of these. You do it also unto me. But here's the issue at hand, and it's not just pertaining to Germany. I'm just singling Germany out for a moment. We'll get to other countries throughout Europe and also the United States. Get ready. But but here's the here's the thing. Here's the issue. Because these Syrians that come into the country are not having to give documentation, first of all, not all of them are Syrians. And many of them that come in to, uh, into uh, Europe are not, are not 
well, they don't look like what you would think as a refugee. They're wearing the latest fashion. They're, they're carrying their iPhone 6s around, uh, well-dressed. Uh, many of them uh, obviously well-fed, uh, some of them even overweight, so they're not like they've been starving here. So not all of them have been affected. Sure, there are some that have been. And they'll show you the pictures of those that, you know, for political reasons to show you uh, maybe a, a very sad situation. And there are many, of course. But, but you have these Syrians that are coming in, and, you know, 80% conservatively are Islamic. Now, there are many, there are many organizations that have estimated that at least 25% of, of those who consider themselves part of the Muslim faith would also affiliate themselves with radical ideas. There's about 1.2 billion Muslims, give or take, somewhere in there. So if you do the math, that's approximately 300 million. Yes, that's right. There are 900 million Muslims that are, on average, peace-loving people. But you've got about 300 million in the world that would consider themselves radical in their philosophy and in their theology. That is very disturbing to think that, that one out of four of these refugees, look at look at 800,000 in Germany alone. So you could potentially have 200,000 Syrians that could have radical ideas. This is this the idea that World War III is not already here yet. It, I mean, it, it, it you, you're living in a dream world to think that. It's already here, but it's a different kind of war. So you may not be seeing it in a very conventional sense like you might have, have, have thought in your mind, but we're, we're seeing the beginnings of this because there's a total restructuring going on. And yes, am I all amped up about this? Absolutely. And it's not just Syrians that are coming in, but we're also seeing Pakistanis and other groups that are that are embedding themselves within these uh, within these groups, and these groups, look, they're not stopping off at at the at the um, at some of the countries that perhaps are less wealthy. You know, they're not they're not stopping in in uh, in, in Romania or Bulgaria uh, or places like that. I mean, they would still find peace, but no, they want to go to they want to go to the countries that have all the goodies. Now, Germany and France and Spain and Italy, where they can get on all the social programs. But, but worse than that, my friends, the risk that is involved. Now, the United States has not taken that many refugees yet, but I believe that those numbers are going to change very soon, especially as the Pope makes his way to the United States. And he's going to speak out to the Catholic faithful, and he's going to tell them how that if they will take these migrants in, that, that, that they will be blessed and they will do this and they will do that. Knowing that situation. Look, here's the thing. We've got an immigration problem already in the United States. And the majority of these uh, that are already here in our country 
that are most of them are from a Hispanic background, from Mexico, Central America, etc. And he's pushing for that too. You know, at least we don't have to worry so much about radicalization. You know, based based upon uh, religion. Look, and I'm all for freedom of religion. I'm I'm very uh, I would consider myself very libertarian. You know, have whatever religion you want. God gives you the freedom to choose. But when your religion becomes radicalized and becomes uh, potentially dangerous, when one out of four adherents of this religion consider themselves radicals, then we have a problem. Yes, any religion, you're going to have some bad eggs. That's, that's the case. I mean, I don't care if it's Christian or Jew or, or otherwise. But, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the issue at hand. I, I mean, uh, it's just the way it is. We can live in a dream world, but it's just the way it is. I mean, take other religions. I mean, you bump into a Hindu person, person who is Hindu. I mean, how many Hindu suicide bombers do you hear about? How many uh, Buddhist, uh, Chinese Buddhist suicide bombers do you hear about? You know? And I'm... You don't hear about that, but but in Islam, one out of four. And so to have these now millions going into, and, and people are so oblivious to what's going on, they don't understand it. And so you have the social media frenzy that's going on right now all over Europe, United States, and they're saying on their Facebook pages, we'll take you in, we'll take you in. Because the Pope said to, so they're doing it, and so they're they're swaying governments who once said, well, maybe we won't do this. Now they are. That's all a push towards the new world order, and Europe and America is about. We're about to get the next wave, because Europe's going to have be able to only get so much. America's next, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And there were reports that said uh, that ISIS and Al-Qaeda, they were braggingly saying, braggingly saying that, that as these, because they've been coming in for a while, the migrants, but it's gotten worse, that they would use this as a means for terror. And as the terror, as the terrorism increases, and I fear that it will, there will be new laws, oppressive laws, that will oppress you, me, and everybody else while the elite find their escape hatches. How disturbing is that? That's that's very frustrating. That's why I said what I said. And I said, hey, you know, we're we're moving in a very just a, a very strange period of time, my friends like never before, like never before. And I hope that that this thing can be turned around. I do. But I don't have my hopes set too high either. I, I at the same time, want to be a realist in this entire situation and, uh, and understand that we're living in a new America. We are not living in the America that we were living in even 10 years ago. Things are shifting. Things are changing. 
And you better understand that, and you better get ready and have a game plan. You know, I say that uh, when we started this program off, and, and I always thought it was a wise thing to say, you know, because you never know when things can happen. Uh, but, man, how how true that is even now, more than ever before, more than ever before. Hmm. China intends to oust dollar from oil trade. Dick Cheney says, former vice president, says uh, the uh, the Iran nuclear deal is absolute madness. There's a lot more we can cover today, and we're going to try to get to it. Um, 646-929-0709. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway right now. Be uh, the first caller, press 1 to get in and be the the, the first caller and answer the right question. That is right. Our, our switchboard is working today. Press one, and if you get your question, uh, well, if you answer, if you answer it correctly, you will win. And it's that easy. So six four six nine two nine zero seven zero nine to get on the switchboard. Press one to get into the queue. I'll see it lit up there, provided that uh, we've had a, a lot of blog talk radio difficulties lately, and you will win. So uh, hopefully that will uh, populate on my screen there so I'll see it. It wasn't working the last time, and if not, we may have to take, uh, do it a different way, use a different format for that to work. 646-929-0709, and just... Uh, Press one to uh, to get into the queue there to win, and hopefully that will work. In the meantime, while we're hoping that that will uh, that will work there, we're going to go ahead now and look at a few other news articles making headlines. As I was saying, Dick Cheney very outspoken about the Iran deal. Uh, but China is trying to oust the dollar from oil. You know, that's that's been the saving grace for the United States of America, the dollar. China is planning to launch its own oil benchmark in October. We're always looking for an October surprise. Could this be a major October surprise? I don't know. But similar to, to Brent and, uh, and uh, WTI, uh, striving for a more important role in establishing crude prices, unlike the Western benchmark, the Chinese contracts will be nominated in, guess what, the yuan, their currency, and not the U.S. dollar. Shanghai Energy International Energy Exchange sent a draft futures contract to market players in August. Reuters reported oil futures will be the first Chinese contract to permit direct participation of foreign investors. However, this is not the first step for greater oil market openness in China. In July, Beijing allowed private companies to import crude. Previously, importing was only done by state-run majors such as Cinepec, China National Petroleum Corporation, and China National Offshore Oil Corporation, uh, according to this news agency. So that's the idea, that they're going to give it a try to compete with the dollar as uh, as the dollar continues to be uh, pegged as the uh, as, as the reserve currency 
by means of of the oil. Now they're wanting to get a piece of the pie. This could this could spell really this could spell bad news for the US dollar. As as a as a nation like China, especially a nation that has been desperate to see some economic turnaround due to their stock market, this could be this could be very, very serious. We'll be watching that story. There's some other stories making headlines that you want to check out on uh, MagellanShow.com. Uh, the art of YouTube video I've got out, the truth about the migrant crisis that you'll want to check out. Um, India lightning strikes killed 32 people. Very, very uh, strange, strange event. Uh, we, we've got that on on. Our Twitter feed there, at Real Magellan. Also, uh, the Republic of Moldova uh, having a protest. They are wanting to oust the current uh, leadership there, saying that there's been corruption uh, and fraud and that they are calling for a new government. So you can follow that story on uh, Twitter feed, at Real Magellan. U.S. demands Greece deny Russia airspace request to deliver humanitarian aid. We put that out that this was Syria. Basically, in a nutshell, what was happening was that Russia said, we want to we want to get involved with this Syrian situation and, and help it, bring some humanitarian aid and assistance and try to stop these al-Qaeda forces and ISIS forces. And the United States contacted, they contacted, Greece and said, don't let Russia fly over your airspace. And Greece said, mm, we're going to let them do it anyway. So, I mean, just so many things happening. Uh, it's hard to keep up with all of it. You know, I, I mean, it, it's just so much news. The face-based, the <laughs> tongue twister there. The face-based film War Room tops Labor Day weekend box office numbers. This is a Christian film, and I've heard it's a good one. I'm sure it'll be out on DVD before you know it. Uh, it's in theaters now. Uh, but but actually, uh, The War Room uh, was first place in its uh, second weekend in release, earning $12.6 million across the four-day holiday weekend. They put out a lot of great films, and uh, it's nice to see a good faith-based movie like that uh, doing very uh, successfully in the theaters. Sarah Palin eyes energy secretary job in a Trump cabinet. So she's saying, hey, Trump, if you win, I want to be your energy secretary. I know she's had some, some experience, you know, having been governor of the great state of Alaska. We'll see where all that goes. U.S. Army confirms dangerous World War II-era radioactive pollution in St. Louis, Missouri. For those of you that are listening uh, and living in that area, you might want to check out that article that I retweeted from RT, the YouTube video, that you probably want to check out. A lot more going on. 
they're finding that uh, that in many of our rivers and streams throughout the United States that there are bee-killing neonics found in, in at least 50% of them, 50% of them. And look, whether you like bees or not, one thing is true. You have to understand that for our for our world to go on, we have to have bees. And I didn't know this. But if you want to destroy the population, kill off all the bees. That's why this is very disturbing and why uh, they're finding this to be uh, uh, just uh, a wake-up call. You know, I was saying that we're moving into more of a new world order the way the Pope is pushing and other global leaders are pushing for a uh, open borders uh, type society. And now you're the bad guy if you want to uphold the law. The Department of Justice says this. You're a racist if you ask illegals for papers. That's exactly what happened to a uh, like a meatpacking plant uh, for beef or something up in up in the Dakotas or uh, I think it was North Dakota or somewhere uh, up there in that direction. So this this packing plant was wanting to make sure that all of their employees were uh, were legal. And the government came in and said, how dare you do that? That's racist. That's wrong. And they fined them, they fined them $200,000. And they said they're going to be watching every move they make. Sadly, doing the right thing doesn't pay off very well right now in our country due to the control of the of the globalist elite. And, and look, the reason why they want this is because, again, they want to push Agenda 21. They want a new world order, uh, a one world currency, a one world religion, so that they can be in the driver's seat. Now, I do believe that there will be some countries that will be affected more than others. But I believe that Europe and the United States are the epicenters, if you if you will. It's uh, it, it's 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 absolute madness. Okay, we've been hearing about this uh, this uh, county what county clerk the the one in Kentucky that has been uh, jailed because she would issue uh, a license for uh, or maybe more than one license for for gay gay couples. She's in, in in a federal prison right now. But I thought this was an interesting article. Here in the United States, uh, this Muslim flight attendant says airlines suspended her for refusing to serve alcohol. Remember, Muslims, at least the devout ones, don't drink. And so... Sharif Stanley, who is a Muslim, a converted Muslim, she converted three years ago, and a flight attendant, placed on administrative leave, leave for 12 months in late August after the airline said it was revoking its religious accommodation for the employee. The accommodation had previously allowed the flight attendant to decline serving alcohol. 
Her lawyer said that they are requesting the reinstatement of her employment and for the accommodation of her religious beliefs to be simultaneously reinstated. She went on to state that Express Jet Airlines has an law to reasonably accommodate Ms. Stanley's religious beliefs and violated Stanley's constitutional rights. Constitutional rights, huh? Wow. Um, so, because I guess because she's Muslim, she should be given constitutional uh, privileges. I'm bringing this story up because I'm just curious how much traction it's going to get because she's been denied. Uh, and look, hey, I, I'm all for religious freedom. And I think there should be accommodations. That's not the issue. But we but we have uh, a woman in federal prison right now for denying gay marriage licenses. And now we have, I know it's not the same thing exactly, but we have now a flight attendant who's been put on leave because she will not serve alcohol. And, and she said that's her religious belief. So will she get reinstated? Will will the trendies come out and say, hey, you know, that's not fair. And no, it's not fair. But is getting thrown in federal, federal prison fair? Is that fair? You know, I mean, those are the things that uh, sometimes we have to ask ourselves the question. You know what? It is what it is. And I think that's the issue. So we have to have freedom for all, not just freedom for some. Freedom for all, for all people. I mean, that's really, that marks the, the and, and defines true libertarianism. Freedom for all people, not just for some groups. Not just freedom for uh, certain religious groups. Not just freedom for Muslims, but freedom for Christians. Freedom for, for people who... You know, I know it's politically incorrect these days to be to be a Christian, but uh, you know we're people too, and uh, we have convictions too, and our convictions matter. No, we may not riot and uh, and do and, and do things like that, but it still doesn't mean that we are not greatly disappointed and greatly hurt when our rights are trampled upon. So. There you have that. Uh, let's take a look at the markets before we wrap up today. The uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average actually uh, was up as as the market opened. Warren Buffett has just come out, breaking story. It says the economy is growing at a steady but not booming rate. Well, at any rate, the stock markets uh, are doing well right now. At least for today, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 244 points to 16,000. The S&P 500 up 27 to 1948, and the Nasdaq up 80 to 47, 64. Same in Europe, uh, Germany, uh, France, uh, England, all doing very well. European uh, markets doing well. Europe in. Asia, well, China did pretty well. Hong Kong did very well. Uh, the uh, 
Japanese markets took a little bit of a hit, though. Brent crude oil extends its gains amid U.S. stock price. Oil is up modestly, 27 cents to 46.32. Brent is up two dollars to 49.67. Natural gas is up about four and a half cents to two dollars and seventy cents. Looking now at gold prices. Let me get you covered on all these markets before we wrap up our program today. Gold. Well, just getting a quote here, waiting for quotes to come in. Gold is up six dollars. Everything's up today, eleven twenty-five. Silver up thirty-five cents to fourteen eighty-five. Platinum up nine and palladium up six to five ninety. And finally. Bitcoin. What's Bitcoin doing? The, the the leader in cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is up 242. Well, not up 242. Excuse me. It is trading at 242 dollars and 60 cents. Again, one Bitcoin equals 242 dollars and 60 cents. All right. Well, I uh, had said uh, those of you that. Uh, are on the switchboard. Uh, we uh, that we are doing a, a giveaway, and uh, and press one to get linked into into our queue and be eligible to win. But apparently, we're having some issues with the switchboard lighting up here. I'm not sure what the reason is for that. Uh, you guys can try again by pressing one. I'm going to have to contact BlogTalk and see what the problem is. We wanted to do this giveaway, uh, but we'll we'll try it again. Uh, try it again next time, or as soon as possible, as soon as we can, and maybe we can uh, resolve the issue. Anyways, this is the Magellan Show. The playback number is seven one two seven seven five seven zero three nine. Access code three two seven seven five six pounds. And um, what else? What else? Email address contact at MagellanShow.com. Contact at MagellanShow.com. Yes, are you on the air? Is this area code 225? Area code 225. Okay. Switchboard not cooperating there. Uh, Area code 336. Yes, hello? Yes. Uh, yes, um, I think some trouble there. Uh, just wanted to uh, see if you have correct answer uh, to uh, participate in our contest. I'm going to ask a question, and if you are right, you will win. Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So. 
there are various uh, capitals uh, in in Iraq. Uh, of course, the capital of Iraq is Baghdad, but we also have provinces. And so the the question is, what is the capital of the Kurdistan region? What is the capital of the Kurdistan region? This is the uh, the same region where Barzani is the president. If you can name me the capital of the Kurdistan region within Iraq, then you will be our winner for today. Of course, you need to be at least 18 years of age to participate. And uh, and then if you have the correct answer, then uh, then you'll win our prize. Uh, would it be herbal? Herbal? Yeah. Herbal is the correct answer. Arbal or herbal is wow. the correct answer, and you are our winner. Congratulations. Um, wow. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually uh, take your number, and then that way I can um, call you back at the end of this program, and I will uh, get your your address. Wow. And we'll do that. And please allow it to 30 days uh, for arrival. Uh, but you'll win 25000 IQD. So congratulations to you. Um, thank you so much. What, what's, your, what's your first name? Myron, M-Y-R-O-N. Myron, okay. Well, very good, Myron. Well, we will uh, we'll be contacting you uh, just a little bit after the broadcast. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you so much. I All do right. appreciate it. Okay. okay. All right, you bet. Bye-bye. Okay. And let's go ahead now and uh, that's wonderful. Uh, yes, you are. Hello? This is Magellan. Okay, we're going to beat that out. Second giveaway uh, on another program just because this switchboard is giving me a difficult time, but we were able to get uh, uh, we were able to get one of those light up there. Uh, just where were they? Just a moment, guys. Okay. So this this is our program. This is our Tuesday edition. Thanks so much for being a part of our broadcast. We will be back here on Thursday, and uh, we'll try to do one more giveaway, and hopefully everything will work out on Thursday. If not, we'll uh, We'll go accordingly. Uh, go with God. Know that with God all things are possible. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks to IQDcalls.com for posting our programs. Thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, make it a great day. Tell your friends. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about the Magellan Show. Have a good one. This is Magellan. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>